Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. God is greatly to be praised. There is no God like our God. He reigns supreme. He reigns alone. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Are you excited about Jesus today? I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about who he is and what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. As we welcome your presence in this place, Lord, we thank you for being who you are. We thank you for what you've done for us uh, through your death, through your resurrection, through your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you would send your only son into this world uh, to live and to die for us, to shed his blood on Calvary so that we could have everlasting life. Father, we give you praise today, and we welcome you in our midst. We want you to be glorified in this worship experience. Have your way. Anoint us afresh that what we render unto you will be effective and fervent and will be a blessing to you, a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils and a blessing to your people. Thank you now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So welcome this morning. Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, our Sunday morning worship uh, experience. And, and for those of you who are in the sanctuary, we thank God. We're thanking the Lord that you're present with us today. Those of you who are watching online, thank you for uh, getting out of your beds and making preparation uh, to join and joining us in worship today. Uh, this morning, I'd like to read a passage of scripture <clears throat> from the book of Matthew chapter 18. And it at, we'll begin at verse 21. It says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, 
Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should not you also have, have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as, I had pity, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless the reader and hear it of his word. Hallelujah. God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give a shout of praise in the house to a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise and adoration. Let's exalt him today. Hallelujah. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He is the great I am. He's the God of Judah. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. He's powerful. Hallelujah. Let's exalt him. Let's hail our King today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yeah. Hail Jesus, you're my king. Hail Jesus, you're my king. Your life frees me to sing. Your life frees me to sing. I will praise you all my days. I will praise you all my days. Perfect in all your ways. Perfect in all your ways. Hail Jesus, you're my king. Hail Jesus, you're my king. Your life frees me to sing. Your life frees me to sing. I will praise you all my days. I will praise you all my days. Perfect in all your ways. Perfect in all your ways. Hail Jesus, you're my Lord. Hail Jesus, you're my Lord. I will obey your word. I will obey your word. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see your kingdom come. Now my will be yours be done. Now my will be yours be done. To the land, you will take us into the land. You will take us into the land. We will conquer in your name. We will conquer in your name. And proclaim that Jesus reigns. And proclaim that Jesus reigns. Hail, hail, line of Judah. How wonderful you are! Yeah. How wonderful you are! Hail, hail, line of Judah. Hail, hail, line of Judah. Oh, Jesus, you're my king. 
hail Jesus, you're my king. Your life frees me to sing. Your life frees me to sing. I will praise you all my days. I will praise you all my days. Perfect in all your ways. Perfect in all your ways. Hail, hail, line of Judah. Hail, hail, line of Take us into the land. You will take us into the land. We will conquer in your name. We will conquer in your name. And proclaim that Jesus reigns. And proclaim that Jesus reigns. Glory to the land. Glory, glory to the land. You will take us into the land. You will take us into the land. And we will conquer in your name. We will conquer in your name. And proclaim that Jesus. Proclaim that Jesus reigns. Hail, hail, line of Judah. Hail, hail, line of Judah. How powerful you are. How powerful you are. Hail, hail, line of Judah. Hail, hail, line of Judah. How powerful you are. How powerful you are. Great, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, God, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, God, hallelujah, glory to your name, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, God. God, you are powerful, yes, God, hallelujah. You are the great I am, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. God, you are great. Yes, you are, God. And you are mighty. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship God. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. Great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are great. Yes, Jesus. And greatly to be praised, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Just lift up your worship in the house. Whatever is you, give it to him. Give it to him. Hallelujah. 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 Great are you, Lord. 
house today. Shout your praise. 
We lift our voices to you today, Lord God, because you are great. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Great are you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hallelujah, God. Yeah. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. You are great, yes. Every knee will bow. Hallelujah. And every tongue shall confess, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And all the earth will shout, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Great are you, Lord. It is your breath and our lungs. We pour out our praise to you. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Is great and the Lord is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise Hallelujah. Jesus. So we greet you again this morning in the name of our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ and we thank the Lord for this opportunity uh, to be in worship this morning. Praise the Lord. Ah. Hallelujah. In the book of St. Luke, chapter 2, and we will also reference and use the scripture that we read earlier, Matthew chapter 18. I won't go back and read that one again. kind of smiled when I stood up here and opened my notebook because I didn't check the printer this morning and when I opened my notebook on the second page, somehow or another, I have two orange sticky notes in the middle of my transcript. <laughs> but bless the Lord. Uh, the Lord is good. Luke chapter 2 
verses 10 and 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. I said 10 and 11, didn't I? Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For, unto, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And in the second scripture uh, that you can take note of is Matthew chapter 18, uh, verses thir- 21, I believe it is, through 35. 23 through 35, which is the parable of the unmerciful servant. And we read that just a few moments ago. Um, Today, we're going to talk about recognizing the overflowing grace of God. The overflowing grace of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, Thank you for this opportunity to stand and proclaim your word today. I pray now for a fresh anointing of your spirit. I pray to God that I will communicate communicate clearly and effectively the word that you've given to me to share with your people today. Thank you for the promise that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you have sent your word to. Speak now, Lord, for your servants here. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Recognizing the overflowing grace, the overflowing grace of God. Amen. Last Sunday, uh, the message dealt with the peace of God, the peace that God has provided for us in Christ Jesus, a peace that Satan wants to steal from us, and replace it with worry because he knows that we will not be fruitful in the kingdom of God when we are laden with worry. A lot of times we talk about sin, but we have to understand that worry is a problem too. Worry is a problem too. Worry will rob us of the joy that brings, um, Hallelujah. The joy that we have that is brought to us in relationship, uh, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And consequently, worry will rob us of our strength. We know the scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And if I'm worried, the joy of the Lord can't be my strength. Worry is a tool of the enemy uh, that needs to be guarded against and defeated every time it sticks its ugly head up. Amen. And Jesus knows the propensity of us humans to worry. Therefore, he says to us very explicitly, do not worry. Do not worry. And he tells us what we need to do in order to avoid worrying, which is take the challenge and accept the responsibility to trust God. Uh, Allow God's peace that passes all understanding to keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus, as his presence is in our lives and we embrace his presence, his peace keeps our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Well, today the Lord is going to take us a little bit further into the reason that Christ came into the world and hence 
the true focus of the season and the day that we call Christmas. We call this season Christmas season and that day that we call Christmas. Actually, many of us know that the word Christmas comes from two words, Christ, Mass, all right, M-A-S-S, Mass. Uh, Mass, um, basically, it's a Catholic term. We don't call worship Mass. But in the Catholic Church, it's where, where believers remember that Jesus died for us and then was raised again from the dead. Catholics have Mass every Sunday, take communion every Sunday. We call this Holy Communion. Others call it the Eucharist, okay? If that's the case, then Christmas has nothing to do with the fanfare uh, and the commercialism that the world has pushed on us. Yeah, and that a lot of us have bought into. It has nothing to do with it. Amen. It has everything to do with the worship, the adoration of Jesus Christ and remembering why he came into the world in the first place, all right? Which, has, which was not just to be born and adored as a little pretty baby uh, that we meet lying in a manger. He was sent into this world to live as God in human flesh, to reveal God to us, all right? Um, in human flesh without sin, yes, and to become the sufficient sacrifice for our sins. His death, as we know, satisfied the righteous requirement of the law, all right, by paying uh, the payment in full for our sin. The righteous requirement of the law says that death is required for sin. The soul that sins shall surely die. And we know about the Old Testament sacrifices and what have you to atone for sin. But what God did in Jesus was that he provided a one-time sufficient sacrifice for the atonement of our sins. And our debt was paid in full. Did it so that God, God did this so that he could legally forgive us of our sins, save us, and then still be justified in doing it. Because the law said, every soul that sins shall die. God had to fix it so that he was legally taking care of the sin problem, if I can say it like that. Now, through faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross, you and I are saved, all free of charge. Can somebody say free of charge? Do you ever think about that? You know, when the devil tries to bring, bring guilt on your mind and try to make you think you got to do all of this stuff to be saved, it's free of charge. And not only did Jesus die, but God raised him from the dead on the third day. We, we, this is so important in the process. Amen. Uh, uh, raised him from the dead on the third day, never to die again, thus proving himself to be God and becoming the one through whom all people from every age will come to God um, for salvation. As stated in Philippians 2 and 9, therefore God has highly exalted him and given, talking about Jesus, and given him the name 
that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And Acts, Acts 4 and 12 states to us very explicitly, there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not, you can't be saved through Buddha, you can't be saved through Mahatma Gandhi, you can't be saved through Muhammad. The only name given among men whereby we must be saved is the name Jesus. Well, with that said, what actually happened for mankind concerning the birth of Jesus Christ was the outpouring of the overflowing of God's grace to us. It was the overflowing of God's grace to us. In, it was, was the overflowing of God's grace in first century Palestine, uh, and it is still the overflowing of God's grace in this generation today. To fail to understand this is to miss what God was doing in Christ Jesus and to totally miss the significance of the birth of Jesus Christ. This is the reason that at this time of year, our messaging, our messaging must be clear. And, 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 and we, anyway, yeah. God was extending overflowing grace to us in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world unto himself. And that overflowing grace did not start with the crucifixion. It started with the incarnation. Do you understand? God's overflowing grace didn't, didn't wait until Jesus died on the cross. When God sent Jesus into the world, that was the overflowing of his grace. The celebration then should, should be of the incarnate Christ. Oh, no. You know, of course, we're going to say, yeah, we celebrate Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and we do. We tip him on Christmas. Yeah, we tip him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the waters have been muddied. The waters have been muddied. And we, even in the church, can't see clearly. We were raised not seeing clearly. Because sometimes our parents didn't fully understand what Christmas was about. Yeah, you know, we, we in, in fact, as a, we knew it was about Jesus' birth, but didn't, it didn't pan out to be about Jesus. It panned out to be about us and our children. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, when you, when you work it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for most people in the world today, Christmas is not about, it is not about the incarnate Christ, okay, or the overflowing of God's grace. It's about new toys, it's about new gadgets. Yeah. It's about new clothes. It's about spending time with our family. You know, most of us don't worship on Christmas morning. And if Christmas falls on Sunday, it becomes an inconvenience. Because this is what we do on Christmas morning. We get up in our pajamas and we cook breakfast and we eat breakfast and we start opening gifts. That's what most people do. 
we might pray for a little bit. We might, we might give God, you know, a prayer. <laughs> we don't sing Christmas carols in our homes. Some of us don't. We get with our families, you know, we just start talking and laughing and opening up gifts, opening up gifts and what have you. So if Christmas falls on Sunday, it is really an inconvenience because that means that we change our tradition. Now we got to get up and we got to make our way out. We got to get up. We got to take a shower. We got to get dressed. We got to get in our cars and we got to come to church, which we really would not rather do. It's an inconvenience. If it falls on Sunday. It falls on Sunday. Then when we get to church, hurry up now, because we got it's almost like on football Sundays, you know, when games come on at one o'clock, you know. You know, yeah, we love the Lord, but we gotta see that football game, especially if it's our favorite team. Hurry up now. Don't let what's that game that comes on in February? Oh, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Bishop. We will have church on Sunday. Well, you know you're going to miss some of your avid football fans. And our, you know, our excuse is, you know, it's just one time a year. God understands. <laughs> yes, the waters have been muddy. The waters have been muddy. God wants us to see and embrace the real significance of this season. He wants us believers to refocus so that our message to the world is clear and precise all of the time. Is there ever a time that our message should not be clear and precise? Because, you see, at that moment, when we're not on our, on our job, on our P's and Q's, when we're not sharp, might be the moment that somebody comes our way that needs to be ministered to. You know, God wants our message to be clear and precise at all times, knowing that when his word goes forth, it doesn't return to him void. Amen. It doesn't return to him empty. It accomplishes what he desires. And he prospers that word, prospers that word in the things that he sends that word to. So in, in, in this Christmas season, it is important that our message is clear. Somehow or another, if we could get our message clear to our little children, maybe they could change things in this world. But it's hard. It's really difficult. It's really difficult because the world has so much influence on us. And it's hard when we... When we when we push being different because so many of us don't want to be different. We understand being, we, we know what the scripture says about being in the world but not of the world, but at certain times of the year, we just want to be of the world. Halloween is one of them. Halloween is difficult. When our children go to school and they see other people dressing up and, you know, you say, well, we don't celebrate Halloween. And they see other churches, you know, having Halloween festivals and whatever. Well, why, we, why do we have to be different? It's difficult. But it's not just us being difficult. I mean, being, being different. It's who we have been called to be. So, so it's difficult this time of year. I understand. When I preach these messages, I understand. You know, my son and I, we go and we cut down our Christmas tree every year. I enjoy cutting down the Christmas tree. But I know that it's not about the Christmas tree. 
It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Yeah. 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 Uh, it is... Rec- well, 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 why? Why? Uh, why was the birth of Christ the overflowing grace of God? First of all, it's the overflowing grace of God because in Christ, God was taking the initiative. God was taking the initiative to save mankind from eternal damnation. Okay. God provided the path to salvation. We know that. None of us decided that we wanted to be saved on our own. Okay? By the time we were born, salvation had already been put into effect. But even then, if the Lord had not reached out to us through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, and and drawn us to Him, we would not be saved. So God provided God provided the means of the path to salvation. He provided that path through the sacrifices of the Old Testament, which pointed, uh, which pointed to what he was doing in the New Testament in Jesus Christ. And God sending Jesus into this world, God was providing that path for mankind to be saved. It's recorded in Hebrews chapter, chapter 10, verses 4 following, and this is where I have my orange sticky notes that was printed. <laughs> so, and they have writing on it, okay? So, 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 and, and Hebrews, let me go there and read it. That'll be much easier than trying to read through uh, this paper. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number four. Uh, verse number five. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared, Jesus speaking of God, you prepared for me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Therefore, I said, behold, I've come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Amen. Jesus acknowledges that God prepared the body. It was what God was doing in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 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 He could have, God could have written off Adam when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden and started all over. But he took the skin of an animal, which meant that the blood had to be shed. Life for life. And made a covering for Adam's nakedness, for Adam's sin. He could have written us off, but out of the abundance of his grace, he sacrificed the life of Jesus Christ on the cross. Blood, life for life. Not just to cover our sins, but to take our sins away. God did it. His grace overflowed to us at that moment. It was not an afterthought. It was his plan that he did not renege on. It was his plan from the foundation of the world that he did not go back on. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God is a God of his word. I'm glad 
that he keeps his covenant of love to thousands of generations to those who love him and keep his commandment. God was at work in Jesus Christ, pouring out his grace abundantly, abundantly to reconcile you and me to himself. God took the initiative. God did it. He provided the path for our salvation. Hallelujah. Secondly, as we look at as we look at the text in Matthew, and, and, and that text speaks to, to this as well, um, and what God was doing in providing forgiveness because the king or the master in this parable is a type of Christ. And this is why Jesus is given the parable. But as we look at this parable, uh, and we see the merciful king taking pity on his servant. This man owed him a lot of money. I think it said 10,000 talents. I'm not, not there in the, in the scripture right now. Is that what it said? Oh, y'all not with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? Well, 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 when you look up talents, talents, I believe, will be somewhere in there like 101 talents, $110. So this man owed a lot of money. And, 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 and the king told him, you got to pay your debt. He called him into account to pay his debt. And he, and he begged the king because he didn't have the money. The king was going to put him in prison until he was able to pay it. But he begged him because he didn't have the money. And the Bible says that the king canceled the debt. The king canceled the debt. He exemplified God in his dealing with mankind. You see, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, God has canceled our debt. Ooh. Christ satisfied. Christ paid the debt that you and I owed. Amen. And he didn't cancel it by giving us, are we giving him an I-O-U? I mean, he canceled it. Whew. Setting us free. Letting us off, if you will, from what we owe. Whew. Lord, have mercy. There's an old spiritual who said, I've got to pay the debt I owe. And I used to sing that song and like the tune of it. But do you know when you think about it, I don't have to pay a debt because the debt has been canceled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know how liberating that is? You know, and, and, and you know, when I was listening to the song and that the choir was, that the praise team was singing the last song about it's our breath, it's your breath in our lungs that we put our praise in my office. In my mind, I was singing, it's your grace. <laughs> you know, I was singing, it's your grace. And I was thinking about how great God's grace is, you know, that, 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 that he would, that he would cancel the sin debt that you and I owe. Glory to God. You know, the devil doesn't want you to know that your debt has been canceled. The devil wants you to think that you still got to do some work, that you still have to do some things in order to be justified in the sight of God. But no, you don't have to do anything. The debt has been paid in full. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. 
You see, in the natural, debt can overwhelm us. Debt can be crippling. In the natural debt, debt can imprison us. Debt can relegate us to a life of poverty. Well, in the spiritual realm, spiritual debt, the debt we owe to God for our sin can also overwhelm us. Yeah, it can cripple us in our efforts to walk with God and come into his plan for our lives. Because if we still owe the debt, we'd be trying to figure out, can you imagine can you imagine trying to get an airplane and go to Jerusalem, amen, to offer up a sacrifice in the temple in Jerusalem? Can you imagine the debt has been canceled? I tell you, in the spiritual realm, ooh, sometimes I think about that, you know. I think about, Lord, have mercy. Here we are, all of the people, all of the believers all over the world trying to get to Jerusalem. Amen. Now we'd have to, we'd have to, and we don't even own cattle anymore, so now we got to go find we got to go find a calf that's not more than a year old that doesn't have any blemishes. We got to buy the calf, then we got to sell the calf because it has to be our calf that we're offering up. It has to be our sacrifice. Then we got to sell the calf. We got to get all the money together, buy a plane ticket, get a hotel room when we get to Jerusalem. Amen. We got to go to the temple and then give the priest the money. Oh, God, I thank you that you set us free. God, I thank you that our debt has been canceled. We don't have to deal with that anymore. But even just the mental, the mental anguish. And people, Christians today, deal with guilt. A lot of people deal with guilt because they don't understand that the debt has been canceled. We can't wrap our minds around the fact that our sins have been covered by the blood of Jesus. Don't you know that God knows your end from your beginning? And he knows everything in between. Now, I'm not saying that we have a license to sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace be abound? God forbid. But just the liberating fact that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, glory to God, who's already paid the price for our sin. Yeah, yeah. Debt has been canceled. It's not there anymore. Now we can give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Christmas takes on a new meaning now. Because, uh-uh. <laughs> No, no, it's not about the gifts, and it's, not, it's not about the food, it's not even about the fellowship. It's about what God did for me in Christ Jesus. It's about him canceling the debt that I owed. Amen. Now when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I don't even have to worry about being judged because my judgment is already, he's already judged my sin on the cross, taking care of it. Now I can hear the Lord say, enter now into my kingdom and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colossians 1 and 3 bears us up. He says he has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. 
Uh, and then in verse 13 and 2 and 13, and he says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you of all trespasses, having wiped out, glory to God, the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and has taken it out of the way, nailed it to the cross even disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle triumphing over them. He did that for you and me. Whew. God has poured out his grace abundantly in our lives. It's overflowing. It's overflowing even today because when we look at ourselves, we're not righteous people. Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. You know, I know over the years the church has given the impression that, you know, well, once I got saved, you know, I got everything right. I ain't never did anything wrong since I got, I don't even think a wrong thought. Every day I think about Jesus. Every day. It's Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noonday, Jesus all night long. I don't even have a dream that's bad. It's all about Jesus. But that's not the truth. <laughs> that is not the truth. Can I get an amen in this house? <laughs> Thank God for his overflowing grace. Lastly, and this is very critical in the process. When you look at that parable that Jesus told of the unmerciful servant, he's unmerciful. Why? Because now all of his debt has been canceled. But he goes out and he finds a fellow servant. He finds another brother in the fellowship of believers who owes him money. And he demands his money. He even, he even chokes the man. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Demanding his money. And when the man can't pay, he has him thrown into prison. Until he can pay it off. You know, every time I read that scripture, you know, I think about our justice system, you know, when, when, who, who, that treats people unfairly. You know, when you, got, you got a fine to pay and you can't pay the fine. You don't have a job. And you go to court and the judge is going to, after a while, maybe first time, second time, he's not going to let you go and say, find out a way to pay the money. You get thrown into prison. I can't figure out how people can pay their debts when they're thrown into prison. And I know there's a judgment call there because sometimes the judge feels like they're not even trying. But until you walk in another person's shoes, you don't know if they're trying or not. You know, and when I read the scripture, I hear the Lord telling us that we need to learn how to walk in other people's shoes sometimes. We got to see things from a different perspective. Whew. So, 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 this parable teaches us that as we have experienced, listen now, the overflowing grace in our lives, we are to extend that same overflowing grace to other believers or to other people. All right? Go back and read the parable and read it thoroughly. What the man says is he tells a man, 
when, they, when the servants come back and they tell him what has taken place, the man calls this servant to him and he tells him what he's done. And then the man says, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that, all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have done, have, have compassion on your fellow servant just that I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers. Now, now, the other man got thrown into prison. This man got thrown to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Ooh. If each of you from your heart don't forgive. Now, in the birth of Christ, God is at work canceling our great debt and providing the way of salvation and reconciliation. Paul said he was chief among sinners. Oh, some of us in here can be chief among sinners. Mm. If the story, can somebody say, if the story was told? Lord, don't tell the story. Say, please don't tell the story. <laughs> See, God forgave great debt. He is our example in all things. Therefore, as our example, he is showing us that we are to do the same thing to others who are indebted to us. Now, indebtedness is not necessarily dealing with money. Not necessarily dealing with money. It can deal with relationships. It can deal with how you interact with one another. It can just deal with love. When you've extended grace and compassion to other people and they don't extend it back to you. You've been good and kind to other people and they don't extend it back to you. You know, you, you, you know so many ways and you feel like that they owe you something and you become angry and you become bitter. God is saying we need to live a life of forgiveness and grace. Forgiveness and grace toward other people. It's the principle of the model prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lord, and every time I read that, I switch it around. So Lord, if I don't forgive people, who are indebted to me, I'm asking you, don't forgive me for my indebtedness to you. Yeah. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So Lord, as you've graced me and as you've forgiven me, I will also grace my debtors and forgive them as well. Whatever debt you feel people owe to you, it cannot compare to the debt that you owe to God because of your sin. And that debt has been forgiven. That debt has been canceled. Who are you angry with today? Who are you holding a grudge against today? Who is indebted to you 
because of the wrong they did to you. As you reflect on the overflowing grace of God, think about it. The grace that God has poured out in your life, settling the debt that you owe to him because of your sin. God says, extend that same grace. Extend that same forgiveness to others. You know, this thing runs deep. Forgiveness is something that, that people have find hard to do. And we find it hard because we feel like we're owed something. What if God were like that? But he's canceled the debt. He's canceled the debt. He's canceled the debt. I thank God for his overflowing grace. I can say like Paul said in 2 Timothy and 1 Timothy 4 and 12. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who strengthened me that he has considered me faithful and appointed me to his service. I was formerly a blasphemer, a prosecutor of Christians, a violent man. Yet because I had acted in ignorance and unbelief. A lot of times we're acting in ignorance and unbelief. But you see, when you're sitting under the Word of God and the Word of God is being taught to you, you're not ignorant anymore. You're choosing to hold on to your bitterness. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He said, but I acted in ignorance and unbelief. I was shown mercy and the grace of our Lord overflowed to me along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you used to be. I don't know what you used to do. But you used to be something and you used to do something. All of us did. But God has, has had mercy on us. God has poured out his grace in our lives. God has forgiven us fully, totally, completely. The debt has been canceled. And guess what? His grace keeps on overflowing. His grace keeps on overflowing. Every day his grace is overflowing. Hallelujah. When you get up in the morning, his grace is overflowing. When you get in your car and you drive and you get to your job safely, his grace is overflowing. When you're living among COVID-19 and you're engaging people every day, God's grace is overflowing. You are still well and healthy. His grace is overflowing. His grace is overflowing. You go in your classroom and you're dealing with children who come from homes where somebody may be infected, but you are safe. His grace is overflowing every day, every day. That's what Christmas is about. Somehow, some way, we've got to communicate this to people. They're lost. They're confused. The, 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 the message has been muddied to make us minimize what this season is really all about. So you're going to go, and some of you, some, maybe not anybody in here, somebody listen to me online. You're going to go, somebody wrote this somewhere not too long ago about Thanksgiving, and spend time with family that you don't like. <laughs> Just so you can be with your family. But you, have, you don't like them because they did something to you. Why not forgive them 
Why not extend God's overflowing grace? Don't you realize that when God would look at, let me say me, if God looks at me in my flesh, I'm not pleasing to God. God could say, I don't like you. I'm not going to have anything to do with you. But it's overflowing grace. It's overflowing grace. How many churches have been divided because people don't extend grace? How many marriages have been broken up because people don't extend grace? Christians, I'm not talking about people in the world. The divorce rate in the church is very, very high among Christians. We don't extend grace. And if we meet somebody who extended grace, and we know they extended grace, child, you must be a fool. If that had happened to me, this is what I would have done. No. It's understanding God's overflowing grace. 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 He's calling us today to understand, to fully understand his overflowing grace and embrace that and extend that to other people. Don't just receive it for you. Nothing that God gives us is just for us. Is for us to extend it to others. That's how we win people into the kingdom. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your overflowing grace. Thank you. Thank you. We say often you've looked beyond our faults. And you've seen our needs. And that's the truth. But sometimes when it comes to really understand the abundance of your grace, we don't always get it. Sometimes religion and tradition has made us miss the overflowing nature of your grace. Sometimes we don't extend that same grace and forgiveness to other people. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. I pray now, Holy Spirit, minister to our hearts and to our minds. That as we go from this place, we will go with a renewed vision and understanding of your overflowing grace in our lives. And that we will, from this day forward, extend that overflowing grace to those around us, to those who wronged us, to those who have harmed us in some way or another. That's what you did. Help us to be like you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, one of the greatest things that, and the most important thing that anyone could do
is to receive the grace of God through the forgiveness of your sins, through the, through the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't die for a select group of people. God sent Jesus into this world, extending his grace to all mankind. Anybody can be saved. Everybody can be saved if they really want to. It is a choice that you have to make. It is a decision of your will. The Lord doesn't force himself on anyone. He extends himself to you. He extends disgrace to you. Don't think that you're too bad to be saved. Don't think that you've done too much wrong to be saved. You're a perfect candidate for God's grace. God wants you to experience his overflowing grace in your life today. So, if you will, there's a simple prayer that I want you to pray with me. I'll lead you in the prayer. And I'm talking to you if you're online, even if you're in the sanctuary. I believe most people in the sanctuary have made a commitment. All people in the sanctuary have made a commitment to Jesus Christ. So if you're watching online today, make this commitment. God loves you. He knows everything there is to know about you. And yet he still loves you. But there's only one way into heaven, and that's the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a decision of your will. So will you, if you want to be saved today, will you pray this prayer with me? Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I believe that you died on the cross to provide salvation for me. It was God's grace for me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Now, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Please, I accept you. I receive you. I accept the sacrifice that you made for me. Thank you. And now I believe that according to your word, I am saved. I receive my salvation now. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. Salvation is a decision of your will. So if you pray that prayer because you wanted Jesus, you will to be saved, the Lord has saved you. Do one more thing. If you don't have a church that you're connected to, write to us so that we can follow up with you. 
If you write to us on our website, there's a link that you can go to to contact us. And give us your contact information. We will get in contact with you. We want to follow up with you. We want to help you grow in the Lord. If you, if you have a church that you want to be connected to, go to that church. Go to that pastor and let them know of the decision that you made to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. It's important to be connected to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. You can even just write to us and let us know that you made the decision. We would love to know that you responded to the invitation to accept Christ today. God bless you. Thank you so much. Everyone in here, just lift your hands. I just want to just speak a word over your life. God, thank you for your overflowing grace in our lives. Thank you, God, that every day you extend grace to us. Whatever our needs are, you extend in grace for those needs. Thank you, Lord. Whatever our concerns are right now, thank you for the grace that you're extending to us to meet that need, to meet to answer those concerns. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Lord, for challenging us to make sure that our messaging is correct in this season. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.